On this week's episode of the Coach Mac Podcast, we're on the road down in Lansing. Jim McElwain taking in a Lansing Lugnuts baseball game as he brings the staff and their families all down to watch the Lugnuts and the Loons. And that gives us an opportunity to catch up with this week's guest, the Lugnuts general manager of former Central Michigan Chippewa, Tyler Parsons. So Coach Mack gets into his background, how he became the Lugnuts general manager, his path, and what he remembers about his time at Central Michigan University. All of that, and of course, get an update on the Chippewas and what's going on in Mount Pleasant as we near football season coming up in early September. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Well, it's our second podcast in the same week, so obviously uh, the listeners, they wanted more of you, Coach. Uh, You know, I don't know whether that, but let's talk about this particular podcast, the one that we've kind of been teasing Uh for quite a while now, to be able to come down here and actually cheer, let's go nuts. That's right. Tell them where we're sitting right now. We are in the owner's suite at Jackson Field of the beautiful Lansing Lugnuts. No, it's fantastic. I tell you, we're having some great memories earlier about uh, sitting here and watching some ball games when, uh, back when we coached at, at Michigan State. And, and uh, Karen and I, my wife, came with us, and we were driving down memory lane as we were coming to the ballpark. But uh, I got to say, Tyler Parsons joined us, who is the general manager of the Lugnuts and a former Chippewa. Tyler, thanks for being here, man. No, it's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, hey, I'm all about some Let's Go Nuts chants. And I, I just hope I don't have to follow anyone too good for the previous podcast you guys had. So. Oh, heck, uh, you know what? I, I, I We always got to warn people, and I didn't do it before you got on, okay? But Fair enough. We might have snuck over 20 listeners now, so you got to be careful. <laughs> also, right. everybody that we have on the podcast as a guest gets promoted, so be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> we are in the owner's suite here, so hopefully maybe he's listening today. Right? <laughs> maybe yeah. he's listening. That's great. Well, Tyler, uh, as a general manager of a minor league baseball uh, park and, and organization, tell us first, how did you kind of get into this business? So for me, um, you know, I had a kind of a winding path and was there at CMU and did a, a bunch of other tasks and things. I actually worked at Mid Michigan Community College for a year and then got connected with the athletic department and worked in ticket sales and marketing and did my, my grad school there as well and really fell in love with the, the sports side and making memories and bringing people there. And what got me hooked into minor league baseball was kind of being that that perfect blend from, you know, sports and entertainment and kind of having that competition aspect, but also you can get a little crazy and do some things and like, no one really cares if we win or lose. Like, yeah. you know, if we get beat 15 to one today, no one's calling me and going like, man, your coach had a rough day today. Like, <laughs> right. People are just like, all right, well, we'll come back tomorrow. And, yeah. you know, yeah, we can kind of push the envelopes a little bit and try some fun things. And we've seen that kind of reciprocate across all sorts of sports now from that minor league baseball mentality. But had a chance to go down and was in North Carolina and Tennessee and Virginia and traveled around a little bit. And I tell people the last place I ever said I'd come back to was Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> so naturally, here I am back here with the Lansing Lugnuts and get a, the chance to run my hometown team here in Lansing, Michigan. Man, what a great what a great opportunity. And, you know, you talk about the game day experience, right? And, that, and that's really what the beauty of of, of minor league baseball, but really, as you touched on, even, uh, you know, colleges and, and pro sports. But 
the background and the different things you guys sit as a staff and i i I've got to mention, I look at your staff. Man, we got a lot of Chippewas on this staff here, <laughs> which is awesome. Fire up chips, that, right? That's what I'm talking yeah. about. But uh, a year-round planning. But you guys get together and kind of you get the dates. You get – tell us about, like, how do you come up with these promotions and the things you do? You know, we really sit around in the off season sometimes, and we just we just bounce ideas off each other, and, and uh, you know, quite frankly, we grab a couple cold beers and adult beverages and go, sure. hey, let's just throw everything out there, and some of the stuff's going to stick, and what can we do here that will will kind of combine again the sports with the entertainment aspect and really get people talking and create that buzz. So, um, a lot of great ideas. Um, we've had some ideas that have completely failed before <laughs> I was too. Like, about that absolutely, too. Yeah. and. Yeah. You know, we go back to the vault on those and go, hey, is this something we could fix and correct? Or is this something that, hey, we just chalk up as a bad idea and a learning experience? And, you know, sometimes we hit on some really big ones, too. And it's always fun to look back and just see the ones that hit. And you're kind of like, how how did that work out? Like, you know, like right. I think back to we did a backyard baseball night here in 2018. It was a promotion made up of a computer game from like the 1990s. It just absolutely blew up. We literally made a bobblehead of a computer character, and people like thought it was the coolest thing on the planet. And <laughs> That's great. Themed the whole night, changed our team name to the Mighty Wombats, all sorts of crazy stuff. So it's, again, we can try just about anything in minor league baseball, and, and uh, sometimes you get some hits. So Right. Now, uh, I think, did we make it here on Thirsty Thursday? Is that you sure did. did that, you were, that you right? It's a pretty popular night yeah. around here in Lansing. It is a pretty pretty good one, right? You're, you're going to see some things tonight. I, I <laughs> coach, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So, as you kind of stumbled in a little bit into minor league baseball, obviously y- you got your start, I think, at the Forest City Owls. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like what it was like they wouldn't cut down trees because of spotted owls or what i mean wh- tell me about you know kind of how that started and then the moves you had to you know you've made uh, before you came back to michigan yeah so the forest city owl is probably the most normal team name i've ever worked for honestly yeah. um which is saying a lot but um literally actually i saw a posting for a job and it was titled director of fun and i was like well, this seems like a pretty good gig right so I, you know what i gotta get i gotta get someone like that yeah. in my office right <laughs> i mean let's put that down can yeah. we director of fun there you right? go Responsibility. next coach you hired director right. of fun, there you fun. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so i like you know I, I applied for it and it's like hey i don't know anything about this team or anything until i looked it up and i got a call back to do an interview and then they flew me down there and Got a chance to get connected with a guy named Jesse Cole, who actually literally, as we talk today, it's on the front page of ESPN, runs a team called the Savannah Bananas down there now sure. in Savannah, Georgia. And worked under Jesse for two years and got the chance to see the yellow tuxedo and just the crazy ideas and combination he had about really taking it to the next level. And not necessarily ma- making a mockery of the sport, but like, hey, how can we speed baseball up and just do some more creative things with it? But Worked for him for, for two years. He ended up shifting me into a GM role there in Martinsville, Virginia, and then ended up in Johnson City, Tennessee with the Johnson City Cardinals, which is a St. Louis Cardinals affiliate, and loved that area, loved the Appalachian Mountains there in kind of East Tennessee, and, you know, they talked to me about Lansing. I came up here figured, worst-case scenario, I get some home-cooked food from Grandma, I go back to Tennessee, and, you know, not to get cheesy or cliche, but came back to the hometown area here and was just like, holy cow, this is not the same Lansing that, that I grew up in. I I still think hope it's not the same Lansing that you drove through yeah, when you were here at Michigan no, State. A lot, a yeah. lot of growth. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of said, hey, you know, it's a, what a crazy opportunity. And it's uh, 
this is the weirdest thing ever. I, I, I got called on this job. I was actually out hiking in Colorado, um, and I was in Aspen. And I said, well, you just, you'll see a sign if this is the right thing. I'm in the middle of Maroon Bell State Park out there, bump into a guy in a Lancey lug nuts hat. And no I way. Just, I was just like, yeah. his, his direct quote to me well, was that my, my son goes to Michigan State, but I'm a Michigan guy, and this is the only team I'll support in that town. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what sold me on it. So, yeah, no, that that's fantastic. That you know, as you've kind of uh, uh, gone through, and then you kind of throw together some of the things that have worked, right? And maybe some of the things that you're kind of scratching your head over. Kind of give us a couple on both sides of that, as far as promotional or thoughts and things that you do with the club yeah you know i think for for things that work we uh we really bought all into this this all you can eat ticket portion Mm -hmm. where you know people can buy a ticket and that includes all your food and drink and we sell that as a season ticket package and that was really a big hit for corporate businesses and stuff you hey they want to buy tickets and be able to take care of their employees or you know their clients and go hey i can literally send you to the ballpark with four tickets and you don't spend a single dollar right like that's it um, so that's been a big hit for us. Probably my worst idea I've ever had when I was in Martinsville. I did a, a grow your own furniture night. Um, this, this, this is a, this, okay, this, I, and this I'm is liking a, this. Yeah, yeah. This I, is this is a PG-13 podcast. But uh, the stadium their name was was literally called Hooker Field, and it was named after Hooker Furniture. And so we're like, this will be a cool partnership. We'll tell people grow your own furniture. So we gave away trees to people. Nobody in Martinsville, Virginia, had any idea what to do with the tree that they got. So they're just these things were just left all over the place. People were throwing them in the crowd. It was just <laughs> mass confusion. No one got the promotion, and it was just a complete bust. But we kind of looked back and go, our heart was in the right place on this one. And to make it even worse, the local forestry agent called me and played a prank on me. He's like, oh, you just gave out like 2,000 invasive species. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, I was <laughs> like he's like, oh, I'm just kidding with you. I'm like, why would you do that, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we already had a rough enough day with this one. So... But here in Lansing, you know, so much of what we do is really, it's not only built on what we do here for the lug nuts too, but really growing our, our operation year round to do other special events here and do everything from concerts and beer festivals. We're hosting the Nitro Circus World Tour this year with these guys oh, yeah. jump BMX and motocross and coolers with wheels. And we're doing a wine festival at some point. And we always want to push the envelope, not only from the baseball side, but how else can we use our facility to bring this community together and bring people here? Sure, and what a beautiful facility it is. I mean, uh, there's something special about a a minor league ballpark, and then one that's done in such class as this. My hat's off to you with that now. This is a great place. I appreciate it. I I can't take much credit for how the stadium looks right now, and I always tell people this is is the perfect reenactment of how some stadiums have great natural settings and outfields. Uh We didn't have that, so we're like, we're just going to make our own here, you know? Right? Yeah. So um, I guess I – you know, I, I'm probably showing my age here a little bit, but, um, you know, believe it or not, I actually was a disco fan. I hope we don't okay. have Death the Disco Night or anything <laughs> out here. I'm kinda we were just talking about the infamous, <laughs> what was it, the uh, Disco Demolition yeah, Night with the 10-cent right. beers, and uh, <laughs> I still see the shirts that says, I survived Disco Demolition Night. So That's right. Were, mean, were, you, were you at that game? Is no, that but you I'm going to tell you what, I wanted to go rescue some of the albums. <laughs> I mean, there were some classics getting thrown out there. So... Uh, you talked about the year-round part of, of this, and I don't think everybody, you know, being a, a, a minor league A team and that affiliate, what, first of all, was there any kind of nervous when they kind of restructured 
baseball and took some of the minor league teams away this last season? You know, I don't think you ever you ever think you're completely safe when you have such sure. a dramatic change like that. But we always felt really confident of just, hey, we have a great facility. We're centrally yep. located. We had kind of a great partnership with people. But um, we did never really expected the affiliation switch. We were a Toronto Blue Jays affiliate for, for 15 years and then made the shift now to the Oakland A's. And Toronto has been great, but obviously they had some things they needed to work on their end and make the everything align for them and then got connected with the A's. And it's been, it's been great. Um, but we felt... For the teams that got cut, I mean, when yeah. you see a dramatic change and you see friends and colleagues and go, hey, it's like you're you're dropping down completely out of affiliated baseball now. You're going to do summer collegiate or whatever you can find to keep your business solvent anymore. So it was a big dramatic change. And, of course, it happened right in the middle of a global pandemic, too. Right. So it's like you know, a lot of minor league baseball teams you know, didn't even get a chance to really have their, their last minor league game. It happened in 2019. They just didn't know it. Right. Well, that that's what happened in my hometown Missoula Paddleheads, yep. you know, when they when they dropped that, but great I, great logo yeah, by the way, yeah. one of my favorite logos. <laughs> great out name there. and yeah. logo. Yeah. No, I tell you what though, I uh, just talking to some people back home, what you said, bringing people to the ballpark is really what it's all about. It's a great venue there with the river and the mountains, and you know, so I think they're going to go ahead and be able to survive. But um, with the affiliation change, and and I think sometimes. I mean, listeners, you know, yeah, we're the lug nuts, but technically we're doing whatever the, the, the parent club is telling us, mm-hmm. right, from a player standpoint. How is that working with the parent club and, in this case, the A's? It, it's, been, it's been great so far, and I think it's one of, the, one of my favorite misnomers I have is, you know, a lot of college students will call me and they think, hey, you're, you're the general manager of the lug nuts. Like, I'm on the phone, like, you know, Billy yeah. Bean here, yeah, that's trading right, players <laughs> and drafting guys and stuff, and I'm like – Listen, I handle the business operations here, and thankfully for our team, I am nowhere near our player <laughs> side because this team would not be anywhere near as competitive on this side. But it's uh, it's fun. It's, every year is different, obviously. You know, this year we had so many guys that didn't get a chance to play last year. So you've got guys that were drafted in, you know, 2020 who never played from the time they were drafted sure. to getting here now and going through some spring training and stuff. So there's a little rust at first, and then you have a little bit of that unknown, too. You're like, well, we scouted this guy and we drafted this guy, but – We've not really seen him play yet, so right. let's see what happens when he gets out here under the lights. So, um, but it's been great seeing these guys here and, and the A's. Where we made that shift too from being a low A team to a high A, so our right. team's just much older than we kind of grew accustomed to. Um, I think we have one player that's under 21 right now on our team, but these guys are just so darn excited to be playing baseball again and keep pursuing their dream and kind of make work their way back up to the Double A, Triple A, and hopefully to the A's. Yeah, no, that's great. The uh you know that that coordination piece you know with with baseball in general but obviously with the parents parent clubs and and each one maybe treats each franchise maybe a little bit differently yep and it's you know in my career i've had a chance to now work with you know the st louis cardinals the toronto blue jays now the oakland days and each organization has something different how they how they you know manage the minor leagues and how they develop players and it's been cool just to see you know, what their priorities are and how they develop that. And each one's different. Each one has their own way of success. And I've been fortunate to be with three teams that are pretty darn successful right now and have been on the field for, for a number of years. And, you know, it's just, you're just happy to be part of that small journey sometimes. I mean, it's, it's fun for us here in Lansing to look back and go, hey, you know, three years ago we had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was That's here right. as a 17-year-old yeah. blasting home runs out of here on the, out of the road, and now he's maybe an MVP candidate right now. Right. So it's just 
crazy to think about that and you have those fun stories so so um obviously running the ballpark the organization all the things that go in it from a general manager's role i gotta ask you do you you ever have to jump on any of these long bus trips i fortunately do not have to jump on there just just like head football coach right (laughs) there's always a little line at the end of the contract that says all other duties is assigned (laughs) that 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 is one i have yet to do so far Um, i know i know adam has jumped on a couple long bus trips once in a while um we do two buses now, so our guys, and we've done three buses sometimes as well. So, and I'd say one thing with the reshuffling we've had here is a lot of our teams now are, are pretty close. So our guys, I think the longest road trip we have is about four and a half hours now. Oh, that's now. nothing. So, yeah. yeah. So we used to go down to like Bowling Green, Kentucky, and that would be, that'd be, that's a long time to be on a bus sometimes. Sure. But. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, shoot, four and a half hours. Man, that's a neighbor <laughs> where I grew up in Montana. You know, I mean, shoot, that's, that's a good thing. But I gotta say too, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of the home state of Montana. I'm actually heading out there next month out there to uh, Kalispell. So well, you know, when you're when you're flying over Flathead Lake, wave because that's where my wife and I'll be. So okay, that that that's a good thing. But um, you know, just kind of on a last note, just uh, now that you're back, you get down and watch the Chippewas play a little bit, mm-hmm. right, and uh, that kind of thing. But give me just kind of the listeners kind of a a memory that really stands out about being a Chippewa that's a that's a tough one coach that's uh you know I think for me um it really was the encapsulation of being a student there and kind of like I I also remember a lot of my classes and had some great mentors as professors but it really was just kind of growing up and being a student there in Mount Pleasant and you know for me I had some other opportunities to go other places but really fell in love with just kind of that that combination of being a you know a big division one college but also kind of a a smaller town where you can kind of you know engross yourself in the university but for me obviously a lot of football games honestly i remember the the ball state game uh with the vegas gold jerseys we had there under the lights on espn2 and then the uh sellout versus western michigan a good friend of mine was quarterback in that day brian brunner there sure brian led the chippewas to a big win that day versus western michigan and you know, just seeing that stadium filled up, and, and uh, there's there's nothing like it when, when that's all humming. So so no pressure, Coach. No pressure. No. <laughs> Every day I walk into the office, Tyler, yeah. Yeah. what's the scoop on the football team? You got, yeah. any, you got any info for me? Every day. I, I love Every it. day. I love it. Well, Tyler, it means a lot. I'm excited we're able to bring our families and, and uh, our staff down. And, and uh, in fact, one of uh, Coach Barbet, our offensive coordinator, um, they come down to games quite a bit, actually. And his really? son woke up this morning, put on his lug nuts shirt, and wouldn't take it off. And, of course, Casey, his wife, was like, well, what if he gets it dirty? Well, he's a kid, right? <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. But uh, I, love, I love to hear that. Yeah. So, so I just kind of to end it all, I when can I get the first – Let's go nuts! Cheer. When, when are we gonna hear that? You're probably gonna hear that right, uh, right after the first pitch goes here tonight. So, awesome. I said it's a Thursday, Thursday. So we're gonna have some college students here. There's gonna be 
the new tradition we have right now is something called cup snakes, where the kids will drink their beers and they connect them into a giant snake and kind of extend it out through the uh, the stadium here. So, and like I said, you picked a good day to come on a thirsty Thursday to see some energy because they'll be bringing it. Man. You got to uh, you got to explain to him because he's going to be surprised when he sees these bright locos uniforms tonight. So you got to tell him what he's what he's in for. That's right. So today is kind of one of our uh, it's called the Copa de Diversión. So it's kind of our Hispanic heritage and Hispanic connection um, jersey sure. we have here and. We're inducting a good friend of mine and a mentor for many people here. Um, Javier Cavazos is going to the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame today, which actually is right in our outfield out here. So he'll be inducted. He's been involved in this community for, for over 50 years. And we also have um, Bob Miller's getting inducted tomorrow. Drew Henson, a guy you're oh, probably sure. familiar with, Absolutely. is getting to be here tomorrow, yeah. getting inducted. And then the Page Fence Giants team will be inducted on Saturday. So. Lots of things going on here at Jackson Field, but an absolute pleasure to have you and the staff here, and we'd love to hear some Let's Go Nuts because I'll be up there in a couple months <laughs> saying fire up chips. <laughs> I love it. Tyler, thanks so much for this and, and really excited. And You know, it's just great to see another Central Michigan Chippewa grad doing so well. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. All right. Well, how cool is that? The GM of the Lugnuts and a former Chip joining us here down and the, the traveling podcast, we yeah, should that, now call it. That's exactly right. I mean, we'll, we'll take it anywhere, anytime. You know, it's, it's – uh, but uh, to be able to do this down here and obviously uh, to the ownership and, and Tyler and, and, you know, a ton of Central Michigan alums that work for this uh, ball, ball club, man, it uh, feels like we're home. Yeah, I asked him. I, I don't think Broncos are allowed in here, despite how good their resume <laughs> may be. They no. went to the wrong school. That's absolutely right. <laughs> they can go somewhere. They can go to some other minor league park. But, uh, no, I tell you, I thought it was really interesting. You know, the sports management program that we have at Central Michigan has turned out a ton of, of people into the work industry. And, you know, I think sometimes even just the different avenues that, that someone can kind of take. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about sales, and they've done a great job at that here. Yeah, he's – I mean, he, he talked about it with you, but the promotions. He does so many different things to get fans to come to the park, and even if it's not baseball season, yeah. like you said, he's got a ton of different events to keep this stadium busy. They've had soccer in here. They've Nitro Circus, as he said, they played golf here before the season started yeah. with – the minor league season being moved back a month. So I really love the creativeness that he brings to being the GM because there's a lot that goes on outside of just putting on the baseball games every night. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, not being afraid, you know, to take a chance. I mean, sometimes things might fail. I mean, he just said it. You know, what, they had a bunch of trees laying around, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, what sounded like a great idea. And yet, uh, you know, sometimes you got to step out there, step back, Obviously, you find a niche, and uh, they've done a done done an amazing job here. So I gotta ask, because you're getting ready to watch the game here tonight, and the food is is gonna be coming in. What is uh, the top item list for you at a ballpark that you gotta have when you come watch a baseball game? Well, there's two things. Uh huh. Plain and simple. It's gotta be a hot dog, right? And second thing, I need some shelled peanuts, man. I mean that that's. Uh, that's all about taking somebody out to the ballpark. I can do without the cracker jacks, right? But Shelled peanuts have to be salted. Made that mistake one time. There you go. Right? And uh, and then obviously uh, nothing like a dog at the ballpark just to kind of make it complete. Maybe a nice cold beverage as well would probably go along with it. Well, perfectly. you know, you'd hate to disappoint um, 
people on a thirsty Thursday. That's right. right? <laughs> we got you down here on the right day. Well, tell us who you, – you're bringing a whole crew. It sounds like the whole staff is coming down, yeah, right? Yeah, we actually uh, – you know, I tell you what, I uh, really splurge. I treat our guys well. You know, I uh, told them, all right, this is going to be your uh, – vacation kind of pre-vacation <laughs> thank you you're going to get in a bus and come to the lug nut game and if you don't like it just sit there and enjoy it but uh no we're excited about uh, the guys getting out of the office and coming down and uh they're bringing their families and wives and uh should be a great time up here in the owner's suite. Yeah, you guys have a great view. It's a beautiful night, 80 degrees. Uh, Coach, before we get you out of here so you can go enjoy the game, I got two questions for you. One, you are throwing out the first pitch tonight. I will be making sure to get video of that, and it will be on social media. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, hold off and see before we put it out there. But, uh, I, I, you know, you, you kind of go back and forth. You don't know if you're going to go, you know, complete turn like a Louis Tiant, uh -huh. you know, you, you don't know if you go one Marshall. I don't think I can get my leg kicked that eye anymore. I just want to know. Maybe just a Nuxie. I mean, maybe just throw one out, but I understand they've changed, you know, they aren't allowing some things on the yeah. rosin no, anymore. No, su right? no sunscreen yeah. to try and get better grip so on the ball. I, don't be cheating out I'm there. I'm a little nervous. Do you feel like you're going to throw a strike? I, I got to know. How's your confidence level? Well, you know, been fortunate to throw a couple out in uh you know each time i would have either hit the batter or <laughs> definitely brushed them back <laughs> so i'm just if i can get it to the plate right now i'm in good shape well very cool and then uh coach as opposed to after the game and once you get back to football tell us uh, update us on what you guys got going up in mount pleasant this weekend well, this weekend huge recruiting weekend uh, got another crew coming in and we're really excited about that some really good players and Really, these two recruiting weekends, really a huge difference is, uh, we, you know, these are guys that are being recruited by a lot of different schools. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, us being able to get them on campus, excited for that. And then uh, 21 new Chippewas report on Sunday. So, uh, you know, by our Tuesday meeting, uh, our team meeting on Tuesday, uh, we should pretty much have our roster complete with, with all the players and I am really excited to get those guys integrated into what uh, being a Chippewa is all about. Teams getting here, media days will be here in about a month, and then camp opens, and boom, we're off, and it's back to Central Michigan football here in the fall. It's it's coming up. It's coming up, and uh, you know what? I'm really excited for it. And uh, you know, for the people who obviously couldn't get out and watch last year and get to the games, that first visit that they have to Kelly Shorts here this season what a difference mm -hmm. you know that feel is inside that stadium and we're sure excited about getting a lot of people out there to to come support these guys you're in there every day but it's empty I mean no one has seen what it's going to look like with a full packed stadium for a football game I know there's been some graduation ceremonies in there socially distanced but hopefully for a packed stadium here in the fall that's going to be amazing. No, it's going to be great. And, and uh, what a great venue. I mean, I'm talking about how this place, but I'm telling you what, Kelly Shorts now, it's that that place is, is different. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, Herb Dromney came by one of the camps. And, and 
you know, he, he looked up and he said, I, I would have never thought. And he said, I'm telling you, this is a game changer. Mm. And he's absolutely right. Yeah, it certainly makes it feel bigger in Mount Pleasant now with that uh, Chippewa Champion Center. So, well, Coach, that's enough of us. Uh, I just wanted to say, one, thanks for coming, and two, our equipment didn't break. We made it through <laughs> we this week's it. podcast. We, we absolutely <laughs> did. I mean, this is fantastic, and uh, hopefully that's a good thing for the for the nuts. Maybe they'll go get us a win. Well, cheer loud for them, okay? We'll do it, bud. All right. Thanks. Thanks.